So all of these things are impacting our hormonal system. So now, what do we do about it? Welcome to the What Up Doc University podcast, your number one resource for total body wellness. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. Hey, welcome back to the What Up Doc University podcast. This is Dr. Mike Okuchi coming back to you. Hopefully you got some good information from the last podcast where we talked about detoxification, our detoxification masterclass. Been getting some good feedback from you guys, some of the things that you guys took away from it and, and all of the good stuff and you guys are putting it into use. So that's that's really, really great to see. And if you want to send a shout out on Twitter, uh, make sure you tag me on it at Dr. Mike, O-K-O-U-C-H-I. That's my Twitter handle. And today's podcast, we are getting into hormones. Okay, so these, this podcast is going to talk about the hormones. And this is actually a recording of a Periscope episode that I did about the seven ways that we can rebalance our hormones naturally. This is a highly, highly requested one that, you know, people want to know, how do I rebalance my hormones naturally? Because we know, we know that our hormones play an important part of our health, but we're often confused. Like, what do we do? Um, Do we take a synthetic hormone? Do we take this or that? I've read this on the news. I saw this on Dr. Oz. I saw this on a blog post. What do I, what do I believe? You know, and one of the biggest things that I see in my practice uh, with with hormones that that people are making the mistakes on are they they're they're doing it in the wrong order and they're not really doing a complete a complete job of really addressing the hormonal imbalance and um, like I always say in practice. You can't just look at one hormone and expect to balance out all the other hormones because it, it, it is what we compare it to like a symphony. You can't just change one without affecting everything else, without, re, uh, you know, creating disharmony in the body. So we got to look an overall picture. And what we're going to talk about in today's podcast is an overall rebalancing of the body, specifically in the hormones. So without further ado, Take a listen, take some great notes, and hope you get some great information. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Dr. Mike from What Up Doc University podcast. Hope you guys are doing a having a great day and you guys are listening to me. So you guys are gonna have an even more better day. And today's topic is one that was highly requested. Guys, so this is a continuation of what we've been talking about for the past uh, couple of days now on hormones. So today, well, well, let me recap. We talked about what hormones are first, right? Hormones are one chemical messengers. So they, one cell turns out to, uh, talks to another cell to tell it what to do. And then the cell that gets the message makes something else and makes a change. That's what hormones do. Okay. Then yesterday we talked about how to test hormones, the difference between blood, between urine and uh, salivary hormonal testing. Right? We talked about how salivary hormone testing shows us the biologically active hormones versus the total hormones, which is shown in blood testing. Right? So now we, we know what hormones are. We know how to test it. 
Now, what do we do once we get those test results and the test results show that our hormones are off, which almost every single person, their hormones are going to be off. Face it, we live in a stressful world. We live in a world that's full of toxins. We live in a world that's full of uh, emotional stressors. We live in a world that's full of chemical stressors, right? So all of these things are impacting our hormonal system. So now, what do we do about it? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And if you're listening to this podcast, we're, we're, ta- we're doing this at nighttime. Okay. So what I want you guys to do is take out a pen and paper. Take out your notebooks because class is in session tonight. We are going to talk about the things that you need to do. So you guys got to write these things down because there's a whole list of things that you need to do. But what I'm going to do is make this list very comprehensible and, and like... There's a million things that you can do and you'll, you can search the internet for all these different techniques and remedies for balancing your hormones and it may get confusing and may get daunting. So what I, what I'm going to give you is the things that I use in practice with patients when their hormones are out of balance. And this is what gets the results. This is what gets the results quickly. This is what gets, um, the lasting results. So I'm only going to give you the stuff that works, not all the rest of the fluff stuff. Okay. So you guys got your notebooks out. You guys got a pen and paper ready. If you are listening to the podcast and you are driving in your car right now, do not write things down. Okay. So do not write things down. You guys got your papers ready? Yep. Yep. You guys ready? Okay. Okay. So step number one, step number one with you got your, you got your hormonal uh, results back. Everything's out of whack. First step that you got to do, we talked about this last week, you need to detoxify. Do I have a website? Yes, I have a website. It's, ready for it? www.whatupdocuniversity.com W-H-A-D-D-U-P-D-O-C university.com That is my website. You guys will find all kinds of blog posts, our videos and podcasts and a whole bunch of whole bunch of uh, content that you guys can go through. So getting back, step number one, you need to detoxify. So go back if you guys forgot about how to detoxify, go back and review what we talked about on detoxification. Now, the reason why you need to start with detoxification is that the liver is the one that controls the metabolism of hormones. Okay. So whenever you have when you get your test back, it's most likely going to come back of it saying that you have what's called estrogen dominance. That's like 99% of the, the test that I run comes back as saying you're estrogen dominance. Very, very common. Right? And what happens with estrogen dominance or the reason behind estrogen dominance is because the liver is being taxed because of all the toxicity. So the liver's main job is to detoxify your body. And its other job is to balance out your hormones, and that's part of detoxifying your body of these hormones, mainly estrogen. So estrogen has to be metabolized, but sometimes it doesn't get metabolized. And I'm in the process of putting together a webinar workshop where you guys are going to learn the intricacies of the whole metabolic pathways of these hormones, uh, estrogen and estradiol and all this kind of stuff. Estrogen for men and women. Yes, estrogen is is a hormone that's found both in men and women, and it's very, very important that both men and women have the estrogen controlled and that that estrogen and progesterone ratio controlled so the liver has to break down the excess estrogen 
Now, if it if it's too burdened with toxicity, it's not going to break down the excess estrogen. So what happens is the estrogen floats around and, and, and the ratio between estrogen and progesterone goes off kilter. So you have what's called estrogen dominance. So we need to detoxify the liver. Remember I told you guys we need to increase phase one, phase two detoxification. So stuff like milk thistle, um, stuff like glutathione is going to help the liver to detoxify effectively. Okay, so that's step number one, you got to detoxify. Step number two, you guys ready? Step number two is you need an oil change. Not the kind of oil in your car, but you need to eat fat. One of the biggest reasons we're seeing so much hormonal imbalances in our society is when we started telling people and we started creating these diets that were fat free. Okay, so we've cut out the fat and what do we replace the fat with? We replace it with sugars, which then throws off your hormones. So the sugar affects your hormones and then the fats, you don't have it in your diet. So you can't make hormones. Where does hormones come from? It comes from fats. Yes, we need the good fats. So here are the main fats the oils, the lipids, this is what you need to be putting into your diet to make hormones and balance on your hormones. One of the biggest ones that I recommend is coconut oil. Coconut oil is my favorite, okay? Coconut oil is going to be one of the biggest things that you can add into your diet, okay? Second one is avocados, okay? Second one, avocados. Avocados has a whole bunch of good fats. Also has the enzymes to digest fats. Enzymes to digest fats. Lipase. Okay. So coconut oil, avocados. Other good ones are flaxseed and chia seeds. You guys see in my videos where I make my, my morning protein shakes and add in chia seeds. I love chia seeds. You can put them in your shakes. You can put them in your water. Makes this little gelatinous you know, makes it feel gelatinous, kind of gooey. Yes, I love chia seeds. Okay? Chia seeds are really, really high in omega-3 fatty acids. So flax seeds, chia seeds, and everybody knows about salmon. You got to eat salmon. And remember, when you guys are eating salmon, make sure that it is what? What, it, what kind of salmon are you guys going to eat? Wild salmon. Remember we talked about the farm-raised salmon on how farm-raised salmon is pretty gross. You know, it's full of PCBs, all these toxins that affect your body negatively. So you need to be eating wild salmon. Wild salmon's high in omega-3s, omega-3 fatty acids. Okay. Another thing that a lot of times we only focus on the uh, um, omega-3s, right? And you need a balance between omega-3s, omega-6s, and omega-9s. And one of the main omega-6 fatty acids is called gamma linoleic acid gla okay so you need gla i don't i don't have a bottle of gla around me but gla is found in in uh two main sources that you can get through uh through you know, just look for for the supplement gla um evening primrose oil yes gla evening primrose oil or borage oil okay these are very good evening primrose oil helps a lot with menstrual symptoms, premenstrual symptoms, cramping and all that kind of stuff. It's really going to help out with that. That's one of the main ones we use 
um, for uh, main oil that we use for cramping uh, for women in our office. Okay, so coconut oil, avocado oil, oil, flax seed, chia seed, salmon, gamma linoleic acid, and borage oil. Those are those are your those are your main fats. Those are for your oil change. Okay, uh, evening primrose oil. Can you only find those at specialty stores? Um, we'll talk about that later in an, another episode about supplement quality. But um, I'm not familiar with the Trader Joe's brand in and of itself. Let me go do some more research on the on the Trader Joe's specific brand. Um, but if you go to if you go to like I I, I like a, the brand Thorn. You guys can look up Thorn on the internet, and um, I'll also start placing the I'll also start pla- placing some of the nutritional supplements. Um, that I recommend on top of the What Up Doc University website, so you guys can have uh, links and and purchase it through there. Okay, so we talked. Step number two was what oil change. You got to get the good fats into your body. Okay, so step number one was detoxify. Step number two was get an oil change. Step number three is now we're when we when we look at your your hormonal balance or your hormonal imbalance, I should say. Most of the time, when you are in estrogen dominance, you're gonna be in in a relatively progesterone deficiency, okay, has um, estrogen de- progesterone deficiency because of estrogen dominance. So what I always recommend is using some type of progesterone supplementation. Now the ones we use in our office is always topical. Most of the time, if you go to your medical doctor, you're going to get prescribed an oral uh, or or an injection progesterone. I don't necessarily like those. Uh, it doesn't really do much as far as getting a true or, or creating true balance into your body. And so this is what we use in our, in our practice right here. It's, it's called topical progesterone. It's a bioidentical. Okay, this is the one we use in our practice by Dr. Lee. And Dr. Lee was like the guy, the guru on uh, women's hormones, actually hormonal issues in and of itself. And this is the one... This is the one formulation that he used in his practice to get great results. And this is the one we use in our practice and we get great results with that. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, do a blog post on this that will have the instructions on how to use this. So when you guys do your tests, then you guys are going to know how to use this properly to achieve hormonal balance. So number three is getting that progesterone deficiency up and getting it back up into balance so that you can you can create more balance in the um, in the estrogen and progesterone ratio. Only doctor prescribed. Um, it's not necessarily a prescription. You can get a prescription for progesterone, but you, you can also, you need to understand how to use this. You don't have to get a prescription to get this. Um, it's available. It'll be available on my website as a, um, on, on the link, but you need to know how to use this because remember I said when dealing with hormones, you got to know what's deficient and what's in excess and how to fill up those holes. Right. So especially with hormones, nutritional supplementation, it's like holes and hills. Right. If you have a hill, you don't want to put more stuff on the hill. You want everything to be balanced. So if you have a hole, you don't want to dig a deeper hole. You want to fill up the holes and knock down the hills. That's how we use. That's how we do with nutritional supplementation. You just can't just throw everything on um, and then just hope that everything's going to stick. So that was step number what? Step number three. Step number three, balance out your progesterone.
Now we get into the nutritional aspect of balancing out your hormones. So the, the fourth step is what nutritional things that you need to do. What nutritional supplements do you need to be taking? Okay. So first one I always recommend is vitamin D. Now vitamin D, a lot of people, this is a very, it, it's kind of a controversial subject, but it's also a very popular subject right now on vitamin D. Now, vitamin D, the reason why it's controversial is people say, well, you don't need to take vitamin D because your body naturally makes that, which is very true. But vitamin D needs to be activated. Okay, exactly. Can't we just get it from the sun? Act uh, yeah, you can definitely get it from the sun. But the problem is, remember, I said about the liver, the liver is worried or it's being burdened with toxins. It has to detoxify the body. And if it's detoxifying the body, it's not converting the inactive vitamin D to active vitamin D. So what happens? That vitamin D stays inactive. So I see people, even in tropical regions, have low levels of active vitamin D. That's a 25-hydroxy vitamin D. If you guys go back to the periscope I did on uh, getting the, the, the lab tests I always recommend, one of them was 25-hydroxy vitamin D. You need to have that in a higher state. Most people, their vitamin D levels are very low. They're in like below 20, okay? You, I recommend about between 45 to 70 nanograms per deciliter. Okay. So 45 nan, 45 to 70 nanograms per deciliter is what I consider optimal levels of vitamin D. So everybody should be supplementing with a vitamin D supplement of about 5,000 IUs. Okay. You guys got that? 5,000 IUs. Okay. The next supplement is magnesium oil. Now, most people take magnesium, the, a supplement of magnesium orally. That doesn't necessarily assimilate and it's not necessarily that bioavailable. The best way to get magnesium is through topical oil. Okay, that's one of the best ways to get it. So magnesium is going to help out balancing out your hormones. 5,000 IUs. Yep. Next one is adaptogens such as ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is a very long word. And, and another one that I really, really like as an overall adaptogen, which is rhodiola. Rhodiola is spelled R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A. Rhodiola. Okay. So rhodiola. That's a really, really big one. And then the, the, the other big supplement that I recommend is undenatured whey protein. So here's the, this is what I use in, um, this is what I use in my office. It's undenatured whey protein in a shake form. Tastes really good. Okay. So you got, it has to be undenatured whey protein because that will balance out your hormones really well. Does vitamin D and calcium and magnesium go hand in hand? Yes. But the magnesium, remember I said a lot of times it does not get absorbed and assimilated effectively. Okay. So, uh, does not get absorbed effectively. You need it in an oil form. Get it topically. Okay. Step five is essential oils. Okay. Essential oils. Essential oils. It's essential. I, I, we, we use essential oils in my practice all the time. I've used, I've used it, uh, since I started in practice and it's had such a, I mean, profound effect with patients. Okay. So now, Hey, let me get the essential oils here. There's two main essential oils, um, I use in, in my practice. The first one is clary sage. Okay. So if you look here, this is the one I use it's called clary sage, clary sage right there. Okay. Frankincense is good. Uh, lavender is good. 
but the best one I that I like that I get a lot of clinical results is right there, clary sage. And then the other one is lemon oil. And lemon oil will actually help to detoxify your liver. So it'll clean that out. Clary sage will help balance out the estrogen and progesterone ratios. Okay? So clary sage, we use it topically, uh, topically on your body. You just rub that on. You can do aromatherapy with this as well. You can get a diffuser. But I, uh, I've seen um, better results using, using it topically. I, I, lemongrass is also good for, for balancing out hormones. But I like lemon oil specifically for detoxifying your liver. Um, what part of your body do you put this on? Actually, it's a great question. We have, we have the women put this on um, just like how we're going to do the progesterone cream. You're going to put it on the thin parts, the thin skin of your body, usually on the, on, on the soles of your feet. Well, that's not a thin, thin skin of your body, but it has big pores on the bottom of your feet. So bottom of your feet, inner part of your, your upper arm, okay, upper part of your chest, behind the knees are some of the good places that your body absorbs that directly. Um, even on the abdomen as well. The abdomen will absorb absorb the oils, okay? So clary sage, lemon, and sometimes lemongrass. Lavender is actually really good too as well. Um, you know, I haven't used it orally uh, for patients. Um, well, I, I take that back. We have done it, but I haven't seen that great of a, of a result as doing it topically. There's something about topically, especially with oils, that because because it has to go through the fat layer and it'll absorb better. Step six is getting sleep. You got to get sleep. Too many people are not getting enough rest. When I say, okay, so there's, there's a different ways that you need to get rest. And during the summer months, you can get shorter amounts of sleep, like anywhere between five to six hours. In the winter months, you need longer amounts of sleep. It's all dictated upon how much sun exposure there is during the day. So during the winter months, there's less sun. So your body is a tuned to that so you can you need to sleep longer so in the winter time sometimes somewhere in between seven to nine hours a night is what your body needs absolutely it, it, your body obeys that circadian rhythm and it needs to be uh, attuned with that and attuned with the seasons as well so with hormonal balance you you need somewhere on the average between six to eight hours per night a lot of my patients that have hormonal imbalances are only getting about three to four hours a night and that's not enough for your body to to heal. Now, with that said, the most important part about sleep is not the length and amount of sleep that you get, but the quality of sleep that you're getting. So how, how quickly you fall asleep and get into a state called rapid eye movement, REM. Okay? And if you're not getting into that state of REM, the one thing that I always put patients on is this supplement called Dream. Hey, and this supplement called Dream has all the things that will get your body to sleep and will keep you there longer. So the average person who's suffering from insomnia gets about a minute to five minutes of REM sleep per night. That's not enough. Hey, what REM sleep does is it gets your body into that healing mode. So and it secretes a lot of growth hormone. Yeah, melatonin's good. But you gotta support melatonin with other things. So I, I like I like to give the body 5 HTP. Um, 
5-HTP is going to help the body to secrete it, uh, to produce its own melatonin effectively. Um, it's going to get that tryptophan pathway, the serotonin pathway kicked up a little bit more. But um, a lot of times, depending on where you get your, your melatonin from, people actually get addicted to that and their body can't make melatonin effectively. Okay. So sleep is very, very important. Um, if you guys, if you guys check out one of my, one of my friends that, that I follow online, uh, his name is Sean Stevenson. Uh, go look him up it's called the model health show. He's a, has a great podcast, but he actually wrote a book about sleep and it's a really great book. It's very, very comprehensive about the importance of sleep and what you need to be doing to get sleep. Uh, so go check out, uh, the model health show. Uh, Sean Stevenson. Follow him on on Twitter, Instagram, and also his podcast as well. Uh, sleep for shift workers. Yeah, that's a very great question. You know, I have a lot of patients that do swing shifts, night um, nurses. Now you still need the same amount of sleep. Now what you need to do during those those times is maybe you're sleeping during the day, right? You need to have your windows blacked out so you can get blackout curtains, which will block uh, block out the sunlight so that your body because your body is your body has photoreceptors right and and so if it's dark you're then you're not absorbing light into those photoreceptors so you're not getting the hormonal stimulation so your body doesn't know that it's daytime now if you're sleeping and there's blaring lights your body still think that it's what daytime so your body won't go to sleep okay so get blackout curtains your room needs to be cool as well. So about 72 degrees because we're, our bodies are, are, we are cavemen. You know, we need to be in that sense of being in a cave. Number six is getting light exercise. A lot of times what people do when they are in hormonal imbalances, they're exercising improperly. They're exercising too much, too high intensity. So you need to be doing, um, light exercise. And again, this is dependent upon where you are in hormonal balance. Okay where you are in that hormonal balance. If you're really, really in a state of fatigue, if that estrogen progesterone ratio is really off, you're going you're gonna to be doing like really, really light, light, like exercise. I mean, light walking, not even a brisk walk, just light walking. The reason why you want to be walking uh, and doing just light exercise is because you got to get your body moving. You got to get the, the, the neurological stimulation. You also need to get your lymphatic system moving. That's the really big portion there. Okay. And then, and then you need to add in resistance weight training. Okay. Now, this resistance weight training, you're not going for super, super heavy. I'm going to be a bodybuilder, Olympic level athlete. Okay. You just, you're just going to be getting some type of resistance exercise, whether it's resistance bands or if you don't even have that, I mean, maybe you can get like a canned food or something like that. Something that has weight, and then you're just going to use that to lift and get some type of resistance for your muscles. And you're going to do short sets. Okay? You're not going to do exercising really long, okay? but you need some type of exercise. Okay? Isometric exercises are actually really well, but you're only going to be doing it for a short period of time. Not necessarily high-intensity interval training, but resistance training intervals. Let's go over it again. What are we going to do? Oil uh, detoxify, then we're getting an oil change. Then we're going to use the progesterone cream, right? Then you're going to get your nutrition, your vitamin D, adaptogens, magnesium oil, uh, undenatured whey protein, 
Right? You got to get your undenatured whey protein. Your essential oils. Biggest one I recommend, clary sage. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you're getting enough sleep. And then your exercise, light exercise and resistance training. So what are your thoughts? What do you guys have? What have you guys used so far? Um, those of you who have taken part in a hormonal rebalancing program, what's what's been effective for you guys? So share that with everybody. Thank you for listening to the What Up Doc University podcast. Hope all is well. Yeah.